of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Hello and welcome to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Great to be here continuing through this psalm project and that brings us today to Psalm 21. My commentary on Psalm 21 is is going to be short. Um, uh, so this will be a short podcast, but um, it is only 13 verses. Um, and I'll go ahead and say it, it is sort of like, especially at the beginning of the psalm, an answer Uh, to the previous psalm, to Psalm 20, and we'll get into that. Um, But let me read to you Psalm 21. And uh, just, if you have your Bibles, I would encourage you to follow along. If not, you can listen, but this is from the ESV, Psalm 21. O Lord, in your strength the King rejoices, and in your salvation how greatly he exults. You have given him his heart's desire, And have not withheld the request of his lips. For you meet him with rich blessings. You set a crown of fine gold upon his head. He asked life of you. You gave it to him. Length of days forever and ever. His glory is great through your salvation. Splendor and majesty you bestow on him. For you make him most blessed forever. You make him glad with the joy of your presence. For the king trusts in the Lord, and through the steadfast love of the Most High he shall not be moved. Your hand will find out all your enemies. Your right hand will find out those who hate you. You will make them as a blazing oven when you appear. The Lord will swallow them up in his wrath, and fire will consume them. You will destroy their descendants from the earth and their offspring from among all the children of men. Though they plan evil against you, though they devise mischief, they will not succeed. For you will put them to flight. You will aim at their faces with your bows. Be exalted, O Lord, in your strength. We will sing and praise your power. So just a few things about this psalm. Um, it's pretty straightforward. This is the King David rejoicing in the Lord's strength. And if you remember from Psalm 20, uh, Psalm 20 features uh, text that talks about the trust in the name of the Lord and sort of has a prayer in it in Psalm 20. Uh, he, even, he even begins with, May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May he send you help from the sanctuary. May he remember all of your offerings. May he grant you your heart's desire. And then you see from Psalm 21, it sort of seems as if God has answered this prayer from Psalm 20. And that certainly could be the case that David is rejoicing in what God has done to answer his prayer. So in verse 2, he says, you have given him his heart's desire. In in verse 4 of chapter 20, may he grant you your heart's desire. And so in 21, we see that this has happened. May, uh, in verse 2 of 21, you have given him his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips. And so the first part of Psalm 21 sounds sort of like 
the answer to the prayer in Psalm 20. Rest assured as God's people that God always hears our prayer because our prayers are mediated through Jesus Christ. It's often been asked, does God hear the prayers of those who are not Christians? Now, that's not to say, and that's not to ask, does he audibly hear it? Of course, God is everywhere. He's omnipresent. He hears everything. But does he respond in his power, in the power of the Holy Spirit, as he would to a believer? No. Because those who are not Christians, the prayers are not filtered through the righteousness of Jesus Christ, whereas ours are. If we are God's people, he hears our prayers, and he always Responds. It might not be what we like in our selfish flesh, but he always responds. And then in verse 3, you set a crown of fine gold upon his head. So again, the king here, David, is rejoicing in what God has done. And while some may think this verse is about a coronation, it probably refers to the king's transition from a war leader who does not wear his crown to a king sitting on his throne. He's talking about the victory that God has given him. And in this day, it was common for national leaders, political leaders, to participate in war. In other words, they didn't just sit in an office and send the military to fight the battles for them. They actually participated. And David would have been familiar with that. And so this probably refers to what what he's talking about is, I was in war, and God, you gave me victory. And so now I am sitting on my throne in peace. In verse 4, he asked life of you. You gave it to him. Length of days forever and ever. The king prays here that his life will be spared during the battle. And he was also given life eternal, as is the, the life of the believer today. You're going to see some concepts and some issues in these psalms, uh, particularly coming up in Psalm 22 that you will hear in a few days, um, you're going to see some things that uh, foreshadow or even prophesy uh, things that are to come. And and as believers today, we, we experience eternal life and will experience eternal life with Jesus Christ. The king here prays that his life will be spared during battle, but he is also given eternal life. Length of days, forever and ever. He's not saying he is not going to die on this earth, because certainly everyone has an expiration date. But what he is saying is that ultimately, his life will never end, because he is in the Lord. He is found in the Lord, and his victory is found in the Lord. And so this has been set to music, Psalm 21. Uh, my prayer, my heart, as always, is that you would worship through this, even through sometimes the strange text. Now, there is not a lot of strange text in 21, but in 22, which you'll hear in a few days, there is some uh, some odd text, and it's a lengthy psalm. We'll go over that in a few days, but allow your heart to worship through Psalm 21 today. And thank you for listening to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones.
what he requested with his lips you Your power glow. 